Welcome to Leading Lights. You're about to hear a message from Lighthouse Church. Hello Church, we are at the end of our series called Faith-Filled Prayers. We've looked at praise. We've looked at how praise brings God's blessing, His presence, His power and faith rises within us. We've looked at His promises, His great and precious promises and how we can pray faithful prayers by simply saying Amen to the glory of God in response to His promises. We've looked at proclamations and how the Word of God in our mouth can change the world around us. And today I want to look at persistence. In Hebrews chapter 6 and verse 12, he says, Do not become sluggish, but imitate those who through faith and patience inherit the promises. And then he goes on to describe Abraham and how Abraham held on to God's promises and as a result, he was rewarded. But he says, through faith and patience. What is patience? Patience means you keep on keeping on. Patience means you wait, and you wait, and you pray, and you pray, and you do not cease. Patience means there's a long road ahead, and we are going to pray until we see this thing come to pass. There are some astounding examples of patience in the Bible of people who prayed and believed and hung in there for long, long periods of time. You know the book of Daniel. Daniel is sometimes described as the only person in the Bible, other than Jesus, of whom no sin or weakness is mentioned. And we see and read about the visions and the experiences and the victories and the power of Daniel, but we forget that he lived over 70 years in the captivity of the Jews. And those few highlights that were given in the book of Daniel took over 70 years to happen, which means there were long, long periods of waiting in between. And today we're going to look at one of the examples of Daniel waiting. It was just a three-week period of prayer, but I want to tell you there were times where he waited for decades and he trusted and he obeyed and he stayed in there. The Bible says he would pray publicly in his house every day. Uh, he would go away from his duties to pray. He was a faithful prayer for many, many decades. And there are many others. Abraham believed and waited for 25 years. Joseph, 13 years waiting for the promise to come. David, 13 years in the wilderness. Jesus, only at the age of 30, began his ministry, and then he went 40 days waiting in the wilderness. Paul became a believer, and it was between 10 and 15 years later that he was released into ministry. Every single person in the Bible has to do some training for reigning, and it's this idea of persistence, of waiting, of being patient, of understanding there's a bigger picture. So I'm going to mention two points today. The first is that you and I are not aware of God's perfect timing. There was an occasion in Acts chapter 1. Jesus has just risen from the dead and the disciples have understood 
that all things are possible, that Jesus is the victor, the conqueror, all authority has been given to him, and they know they've got to go and do great things and, and evangelize the world and reach the world for Christ. And they say to him, are you at this time going to restore the kingdom to Israel? In other words, Lord, is this a political thing? Are you not just reaching the world and setting them free spiritually? Are you also changing politics? And Jesus said, it is not for you to know the times or the seasons that God has appointed in his authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. In other words, focus on what you know to do. Keep doing it faithfully. Keep obeying. But there are some things that we don't know the timing of, the big picture. We don't know all the moving pieces, but God does. And so the first thing to understand is that we sometimes want it now. Have you heard that prayer? Lord, give me patience and give it to me right now. That's sometimes how we are. We demand quick answers, immediate responses, signs and, and some kind of evidence quickly. But actually, the heroes of the Bible learned to believe, to trust, to hold on, to grit it out, and through faith and patience inherited the promises of God. First point, God's timing is different to ours. We must do our part, which is trust, pray, obey. Amen. The second part is that there is a behind the scenes fight going on. Let me read you from Daniel chapter 10, a story that I just find so helpful and, and it's blessed me so much. So in Daniel chapter 10 and verse 1, it says, In the third year of Cyrus, king of Persia, a message was revealed to Daniel, whose name was called Belteshazzar. The message was true, but the appointed time was long. And he understood the message and had understanding of the vision. In those days, I, Daniel, was mourning three full weeks. I ate no pleasant food. No meat or wine came into my mouth, nor did I anoint myself at all till three whole weeks were fulfilled. So he was praying and fasting for a certain thing. He wanted answers and wisdom and understanding and some direction, and he prayed for three weeks. Now on the 24th day of the first month, as I was by the side of the great river, that is the Tigris, I lifted my eyes and looked. And looked, and behold, a certain man clothed in linen, whose waist was girded with gold of Uphaz. His body was like beryl. His face was like the appearance of lightning. His eyes like torches of fire. His arms and feet like burnished bronze in color. And the sound of his words like the voice of a multitude. And I, Daniel, alone saw the vision. For the men who were with me did not see the vision. But a great terror fell upon them, so that they fled to hide themselves. Therefore, I was left alone when I saw this great vision and no strength remained in me for my vigor was turned to frailty in me and I retained no strength. Yet I heard the sound of his words. And while I heard the sound of his words, I was in a deep sleep on my face with my face to the ground. Three weeks praying and fasting, no answers, no sign that God is hearing him. And suddenly after three weeks, this vision appears and he's just undone and he's unconscious on the floor. Verse 10, suddenly a hand touched me 
which made me tremble on my knees and on the palms of my hands. And he said to me, O Daniel, man greatly beloved, understand the words that I speak to you and stand upright, for I have now been sent to you. While he was speaking this word to me, I stood trembling. Then he said to me, Do not fear, Daniel, for from the first day that you set your heart to understand and to humble yourself before your God, your words were heard, and I have come because of your words. The angel says from the first day, the very minute you started praying, God heard your prayers. So why did it take three weeks for this answer? But the prince of the kingdom of Persia withstood me 21 days. And behold, Michael, one of the chief princes, came to help me, for I had been left alone there with the kings of Persia. Now, what's he talking about there? Is he talking about the literal human kings of Persia? And who's Michael? He's talking about angelic beings. Michael is an angel who is helping this angel fight against some demonic beings. You know, in Ephesians 6, it says we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against powers, principalities. It talks about hierarchies of leadership in the demonic realm. And here, the angel says there were some high level demonic powers called the kings of Persia who were withstanding and withholding him from reaching Daniel with the answer. He goes on to say, Now I have come to make you understand what will happen to your people in the latter days, for the vision refers to many days yet to come. And then he explains, and in chapter 11, he gives some extremely detailed prophecies about the history well, for us, it's history. For Daniel, it was the future about what was to come, how long it was going to take. And Daniel had some extraordinary understanding of times. He, in chapter nine, he was given 70 uh, times or, or periods of time, 70 weeks until Messiah came and then the end. And, and here in chapter 11, he's given all the kings and kingdoms that are going to come until Jesus. And there's some extraordinary revelation. But Daniel had to pray for 21 days and there was an extraordinary war going on in the heavenlies. Michael and this angel were fighting against the kings of Persia. And then at the end of this chapter, Chapter 10, he said, um, do you know, verse 20, do you know why I have come to you? And now I must return to fight with the prince of Persia. So not the kings of Persia, now the one below, the prince of Persia. And when I have gone forth, indeed, the prince of Greece will come. But I will tell you what is noted in the scripture of truth. No one upholds me against these except Michael, your prince. He was giving him an insight into the spiritual realm and the war that goes on. The second reason we need to be persistent in prayer is because there is a spiritual battle going on of which we are unaware. We don't know what's going on. We have to take verses like this from Daniel and various other parts of the Bible to understand that there is a war. And what is interesting is that Daniel was a player in that war. You and I are players. Ephesians 6 is we wrestle against 
powers and principalities. We do. We are part of it. Yes, the angelic beings are fighting and are answering our prayers and are bringing God's will to pass. But our prayers play a very important part. In Romans chapter 8, it says, we don't know what we ought to pray, but the Spirit helps us in our weakness, and He gives us words and groanings that our normal language can't express. But that word helps is a long Greek word that says, the Spirit takes hold of situations together with us against an enemy. And that's what prayer is. We are agreeing with God, with His Spirit, with His power, and the angelic forces are moving, and we, as we pray, prayers of faith, praise, proclamations, God's promises. We keep persisting. As we pray, power is at work and we see victories come to pass. So the, the second reason, which is so important, is that you are part of the war. And if Daniel had stopped praying on day 20, he wouldn't have got the answer. He wouldn't have known all the times that God had planned for Israel and for the world. How about you? If you stopped on day 20, or maybe year 20, when God had a plan and there was a war going on. The last reason I want to give you for us to persist is that there are different bowls of prayer in heaven. And Revelation gives us an insight into this. Revelation chapter 5 and verse 8. John has a vision of heaven. And in verse 8 he says, Now when he had taken the scroll... The four living creatures and the 24 elders fell down before the Lamb. So he's seeing these living creatures and elders around the throne of God, and he's seeing them falling down. Each of them had a harp and golden bowls full of incense, which are the prayers of the saints. Did you know that right now in heaven there is worship and there is Amazing activity, people singing, worshiping. Ephesians 3 verse 15 says the whole family in heaven and on earth is named after Christ. That means there are family members right now in heaven worshiping and there are elders and living creatures, but they are lifting bowls, which are the prayers of the saints. The bowls are full of incense. You know, incense is in the Old Testament, they would offer this sweet smelling incense and burn it and the smoke would go up as an offering to God. And it says that your prayers and mine are like incense which fill golden bowls in heaven. But I want you to notice that word full or filled. He says which uh, they had a golden bowl, they had golden bowls full of incense which are the prayers of the saints. And then two chapters later, three chapters later, Revelation 8 he says, and I saw in verse two, and I saw the seven angels who stand before God and to them were given seven trumpets. Then another angel having a golden censer came and stood at the altar. He was given much incense that he should offer it with the prayers of all the saints upon the golden altar, which was before the throne and the smoke of the incense with the prayers of the saints ascended before God from the angel's hand. So we've now gone a step forward, the bowls full of prayers and incense. Now an angel is offering them and in front of God and they're going up. And the sense is that when the bowl is full of prayer, of incense, then it is offered. 
then the prayers go up. And then the next verse, verse five says, then the angel took the censer, filled, again, that word full or filled, filled it with fire from the altar and threw it to the earth. And there were noises, thunderings, lightnings, and an earthquake. This is what's happening in heaven right now, friend. You and I pray. We pray faithful prayers. We're looking at God's word and his promises. We're trusting him. We're praising him. The bowl is getting full, but the size of the bowl is different for every need and circumstance that we have. And the size is important because that bowl, when the prayers have filled the bowl, that prayer that prayer bowl gets filled with fire from the altar of God, from the very throne of God. Fire is filled into that bowl and it is thrown down to earth and there are earthquakes and flashes and rumblings and thunder. There is a result on earth when the prayers are thrown back down to heaven with the answer. And God knows the need, the size of that bowl. You say, how do I fill the bowl? Well, the, the amount of prayer, the the fervency of the prayer, the power of the prayer, and the unity of the prayer. You know, if three of us gather together and pray, Jesus said in Matthew 18, uh, where two or three of you gather, I am there. He said, uh, if two of you agree concerning anything, it will be done. There is this unity in prayer where we fill the bowl more when more of us gather in unity. So a length of time, a faith-filled prayer, fervency of prayer, and combined unity, fill the bowl to the right measure that is needed to be thrown back to earth because there is a war going on and there are demonic forces and principalities and levels of demons and the angels are fighting, but there is an answer that comes from heaven when the right amount of prayer has been reached. Friend, are you a, a persistent prayer? Are you tired? Are you weary of praying? Can I encourage you not to give up? You know, we're told in James chapter 5 that we should pray like Elijah did. He says, is anyone among you suffering? Let him pray. Is anyone cheerful? Let him sing psalms. Is anyone among you sick? Let him call for the elders of the church. Let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord and the prayer of faith will save the sick, and the Lord will raise him up, and if he has committed sins, he will be forgiven. Confess your trespasses to one another. Pray for one another that you may be healed. The effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. Elijah was a man with a nature like ours. He was just as human as you or I. He prayed earnestly that it would not rain, and it did not rain on the land for three years and six months. And he prayed again, and the heaven gave rain, and the earth produced its fruit. Do you want to hear the story of Elijah praying for the rain to come back? He just won a victory on Mount Carmel. The prophets of the false god Baal had been defeated. The king Ahab had been shown that God is the one true God. And now it was time for rain. And in 1 Kings chapter 18, verse 41, it says, Then Elijah said to Ahab the king, Go up, eat and drink, for there is the sound of the abundance of rain. Now bear in mind, it hasn't rained for three and a half years. There's been a terrible drought and famine in the land. But Elijah is speaking by faith. 
the promises of God had been given to him. He knew rain was coming. He had praised God. He had obeyed. He'd done everything he needed to do. And now he speaks. He proclaims in faith. There is the sound of the abundance of rain. Meanwhile, there's not a cloud in the sky. It's just as dry as it's been for the last three and a half years. So Ahab went up to eat and drink and Elijah went up to the top of Carmel. Then he bowed down to the ground, put his face between his knees and said to his servant, go up now, look toward the sea. So he went up and looked and said, there is nothing. And seven times he said, go again. Then it came to pass the seventh time that he said, there is a cloud as small as a man's hand rising out of the sea. So Elijah said, go and say to Ahab, prepare your chariot and go down before the rain stops you. And then the sky became black with clouds and wind and there was a heavy rain. Can you see the persistence of Elijah? He knew God's will. He had seen God's demonstration of power, but he had to keep praying and keep asking seven times. Is there anything? Imagine on the third time. The servant comes back and says, there's, there's nothing, Elijah. Or maybe you're a bit crazy for praying and continuing to pray. There's nothing. You've prayed. You've asked God twice. Now the third time, there's just no result. What are you going to do? Elijah goes back and prays again. Fourth time. Is there anything? No. No, there's nothing. Fifth time. No, no, there's nothing. Sixth time. He persisted until he saw the result. He did not stop. On the seventh time, the servant says, there's a tiny cloud coming up out of the sea. You know, sometimes when we pray, when we pray for people for healing, because we are not expecting, most of us are not expecting healing, it often comes in increments. I have many times prayed for someone for pain in their body. I've said, how's the pain right now in your, in your leg, in that, that painful bone pain that you have in your leg? How is that? We pray, and, and then I say, how's it going? And they say, mm, it's a little better. I say, what percent better? And they say, 20% better. That's a little cloud coming up out of the sea, the size of a man's hand. We pray again, we pray again, we pray again. And sometimes I say to them, now you go away in praise, in proclamation with the promises of God and persistence, just stay plugged in. And often we see the result, the healing come. And I want to say to you, my dear friend, do not stop too early. Don't be a 20-day prayer when the answer is coming on day 21. Don't be a six-time prayer when the answer is coming on seven. Don't be a person who fills the bowl half full or almost full and then stops. God is waiting. The angels are waiting. God's promises are with you. You know, in Hebrews chapter 4, it talks about the Israelites not going into the promised land because they didn't mix God's promises with faith. And it says that the answers were given before the foundation of the world. Hebrews chapter 4 and verse 3. Hebrews 4 says, For we who have believed do enter that rest. As he has said, so I swore in my wrath, they shall not enter my rest, although the works were finished from the foundation of the world. That means in the invisible spiritual realm where there is no time, when the foundation of the world came out of that invisible spiritual realm and from that invisible, timeless realm, the works were finished for them to be able to enter into the promised land. But they didn't mix it with faith. 
Friend, you and I, we have the answers from God. We have his promises. We know his will. We have friends in the body of Christ who will pray for us. We have the ability to stay plugged in, to keep praising, to keep believing, even though we're not seeing the answers. Remember in Mark 11, Jesus said, when you pray, believe that you receive and you will have. In the New International Version, it says, believe that you have received it and you will have. We have received. The angel's been dispatched with the answer. There's just a war going on. There's a bowl that's being filled. We know God's will. Let's not give up. Thanks for listening. Please visit leadinglightsnetwork.com for more resources and subscribe to our podcast on iTunes. Please consider supporting this ministry by making a donation on the giving page at leadinglightsnetwork.com or lighthousejersey.com.